Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Claire O'Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Recently, I just got back from a trip in Palm Cove, Cairns, which was lovely. I flew up to present at a conference by my friend Stacey Morgan. You can find more about her at Simply Stacey Morgan and her conference was the Simply Business Summit. I spoke all about all things social media and I had an absolute blast presenting to her attendees and it was so, so awesome to also be inspired by other guest speakers and other attendees at the event. But mostly I was so excited to catch up with my wonderful business bestie, Jen Dalton from Dance Teacher Central. So while we were staying up north, I turned on my laptop and we recorded a couple of episodes for you guys all about a heap of different topics really from my process of taking over my studio um, and how Jen also thinks that you can create a million dollar dance studio, which hint she has done, which is very, very exciting. So if you want to check those out, we are going to be sharing those over the next few weeks. There's an interview that I recorded of Jen, one that she recorded of me and a couple that we did together. So I hope that you find these super, super interesting. Uh, We'll also be releasing the videos on our socials, but we are releasing obviously in the audio format for our podcast listeners. Now, we didn't have our microphones with us, so I will give you warning that the audio isn't as crisp and clear as it usually is, but it's still really good. It's not crackly or muffled or anything. It's just not as like perfect as normal. I'm not, well, not perfect, but it's not as clear. I'll put it that way. I hope you guys are having a great day and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's jump straight in. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I am Jen Dalton from Dance Studio Empire and I'm here with my beautiful friend. Hello everybody, I am Claire O'Shea from the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast and we are super excited to be bringing you a little collaboration episode and we have been doing a few collaboration episodes the last few weeks. Yes. We are in the rainy cans. Yep, rainy cans. Um, Not quite the tropical holiday um, I was expecting. It is quite tropical. Just a bit cold. It's very humid. It's not that cold. Oh, it's, it's freezing. Jen is a bit <laughs> enjoys to be very hot, um, but it is still lovely. Very tropical. Very green. Uh, and we've had a lovely few days at a conference, and now we're sort of doing a bit of co-working today and tomorrow. Yep. Before heading back to our regular lives and our dance studios. But on last week's episode, we touched on a, um, our personal experience with buying dance studios. And what's that? What that's like? And then in today's episode, we're going to talk about selling. Yes. So this episode will be really awesome for um, a studio owner who's potentially heading on that journey, is maybe thinking about that next stage of selling. And if you're even a new studio owner or you're not even thinking about selling, I think it's very 
very important to listen to today's episode because I'm hugely of the opinion that we should set up our businesses as if we were going to sell um, and if we need to sell potentially quicker than we anticipated for any number of reasons. That's right. And I think setting up to sell is also setting up the systems for something was to happen. So say maybe, God forbid, someone got sick and you had to step away. You wanted to go and travel Europe for two months and leave your business. You can put some simple strategies and steps in place from the beginning and it'll set you up for whatever happens in the future. But it's definitely worth having a, a think about what that could be for you and you know listening to today's episode and maybe mm. give, give you a few little ideas of things to implement because it will make such a big difference. So let's talk about you first because mm-hmm. you've actually sold not just one but multiple different businesses, yes. not only dance studios. So can you give us a little bit of an overview of like what businesses you have sold and maybe your like how they went, like yeah. was, what the process was? Yeah, I, first of all, I had, well, I've been in my studio now, I'm in my 29th year, but several years, I think it was actually when I was on maternity leave with mm. my second daughter, maternity leave from my police job. Mm. Not, not studio. my studio. Um, and I was, felt really, um, I was breastfeeding and quite, what can I do, what can I do? So I thought, oh, I might study. And so I thought, what can I study? So I did my fitness certificates, my Cert 3 and Cert 4 in fitness. And I thought, well, this is great. Maybe can I can... Can I just say most people would just be like, oh, I've got a new baby. Yeah, I know. I know. You're funny. Anyway. I know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, well, now I had a baby in a pram. I'm like, what can we do now? I'm like, why don't we start fitness classes with babies in prams? Because I had a baby in a pram. Hmm. Anyway, so... Build this business up. A great idea because I was saying to you the other day, yeah. I need to exercise but I have a baby. Uh, it's real hard. It's, it is hard. Yeah. Start a business. Yeah. No. <laughs> but anyway, yes. yeah. And so anyway, so I started this business and I was running these outdoor fitness classes. Uh, did that for a couple of years and it was really great. It was something different. I could take my – I had flexibility with my kids. I would, there was a fair bit of cross-promotion. So mm. dancing mums who were there with babies came – I also had new clients coming whose kids then joined the studio. Mm. So not that that was the reason I did it, but there was a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, several years (laughs) we had that. And again, I got to that point where I'm like, okay, I felt like I was spreading too thin Mm. as I've done several times throughout my career. And so I sat down with my husband said, something needs to give. And we're probably the best thing to give is um, sell our business. What was its name? Um, it was called Step Up Group Fitness. Oh my god! Oh no, my dad does one that's called Step Into, into Life. Life. Yes, that's different. Yeah, so we sort of came around at the same time, but anyway, that's a big different. franchise. Yeah, that is. I was yeah. just little me. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so we went through that process, and I have a fabulously um, savvy husband mm-hmm. who you know takes on everything. So he did the research. We had connections in the fitness industry because we've mm-hmm. always Jimmy people mm. um, and so we had poten- a potential buyer and so we started the conversation mm. and we well, we had no idea what we were doing mm. let's be honest but we went through the process and again engaged with the solicitors that we needed to and my husband put together the contract and mm. transition documents and anyway so that all went through and it was smooth and a great learning lesson mm-hmm. had those templates so then mm. several years down the track I had bought an existing studio, 
from a, a girlfriend that I did mm. know. She was moving, her family was moving to Queensland. And so I, I bought her studio. Mm-hmm. And then several years after having that, um, it was actually, the decision was one of my teachers. She was really ready to step into her next level of leadership. And so we thought this might be a good opportunity for her. Mm. And so she ended up buying the studio. So we sold to her. Yeah. And I guess well, the experience that we had selling, although it was a different business, mm. it's still the processes were still the same. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just that little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like similar to what we were talking to about on the buying episode, it's that, you know, allowing yourself the time to try not to have this pressure to get it done before a certain date, potentially. Um, I also was talking at the start about setting up your businesses as if you're wanting to sell. So for me, I mean, you know, having your standard operating procedures all in a row, having your systems and your processes there and in a way that can be shared, um, you know, having a calendar, the way you communicate with your families, when you communicate with your families, how you operate this, where you find your team, like all of those things that come into how you run your business, it needs to be in some essentially kind of handbook with your SOPs and processes and procedures and everything. So you actually have something tangible to sell other than just your client list because there's really nothing stopping them walking out the door the second you take over. That's exactly right. And you hope they don't, and, and, and probably they wouldn't, but... No, but there's nothing to say, so... You're not, they're not stuck yeah. there. Or when as, as you get asked the question, how much are you selling the studio for? A studio owner's like, well, you know, it's worth $500,000 because that's what it's worth to them. Mm. There's an emotional attachment. But the reality is yeah, that's not guaranteed. And I just pulled and, that number out. Of yeah, but, but also, like, it's funny, like, in different industries, like, I was talking to my coach about the sort of changeover and she was like, oh, you'll have to get all of their clients to sign a contract that they're going to stay on till the end of the year. And I was like, oh no, like people just don't do that in our industry. Like parents wouldn't sign that. No, that's right. And I wouldn't ask them to. Like they sign up their enrollment form at the start of the year. But again, between terms, there's no obligation. That's right. And going back to when I sold the fitness business, I was literally selling people and adults, which I think are even harder to commit to, um, that's well, I, I sold a few medicine balls and mm. um, programs, but yeah, you know there was no venue, no, there was you were no out there. no stock, no, you know. So that's yeah, that's tricky mm. where where you do end up, and then when you are, if you are taking over a lease, like that's another yes. consideration, you know. Yeah, it's not straightforward, but I guess probably the biggest thing is communication. Yeah, and having that if there are any questions, being as transparent as possible. Yeah, and if you're selling, it's really understandable as well to be a little bit apprehensive and a bit cautious that you are selling it to someone who's going to serve those people in a way. It maybe not the exact same way that you would have, but a similar way and a really you know, positive way. Um, so that's really, yeah, it's, it's tricky and a different sort of thing to navigate, but something to consider. Um, and then as well, similar to when we talk about the buying episode, you know, as the seller of the business, you really want to help with the strategy or the overview or like what the plan is for the sale. Yeah. And I think any studio owner, well, I would hope they want the absolute best for the new 
buyer, the new owner. So it's in their best interest for it to be as successful yeah. as possible, for as many kids to stay as possible. Mm. You know, though it's worth putting in the time and working through the steps and agreeing on the transition mm. that's going to work best to align with your personal values mm. as well as the studio that you're buying's personal mm. values. So mm. as the person selling, it's there's a I think there's a big responsibility on them to mm. really, you know, want the best for their maybe legacy mm. you know if I was you handing over your baby in a lot of cases yeah so hopefully you want the best yeah and yeah yeah that's I feel like most people would yeah um but then in terms I guess of branding like most of the time when you sell you are selling your brand and everything so I guess that was actually helpful because you you kept all of your studios separately branded so it was a bit more of a clean yes clean handover yeah so for whatever reason at the time we made the decision to keep the studio separate um by staff across over everyone mm-hmm. knew there was no secrets and I had I did actually have a couple of families who were at one come to the other mm-hmm. and vice versa and so that was fine their concerts just stayed the same mm-hmm. so their date that they always had their venue mm-hmm. um and, yeah, I think the decision was to not rock the boat. Yeah. We just wanted – I didn't want anyone to panic. I didn't want anyone to, you know, think I'm going to come in and go, right, this is all changing, that's all changing. I just wanted them to know that – That's what I said. Yeah. I said, you just wait. Yeah. Your world's about to be rocked. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was just it's a joke, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that's why. we. That's why I did it at that point and – it just, it stayed, and there were different, because I didn't start them from scratch, so mm. I had to get to know them and yeah. learn the way that they communicated and, you know, try to give them what they wanted um, mm-hmm. that was that I was comfortable with, that aligned with my values, and, yeah. you know, you do get there, but again, it's a slow process that will happen eventually. Yes, and I, I have probably only two more questions for you, but... It's tricky in our industry because it's not something that people generally like put a for sale sign up on. They're yeah. not like, hey, business for sale, please buy it. Because they don't want their clients to know. Because they don't want their clients to leave prematurely. Even if it doesn't work, they don't find a seller. So how would you – what would you recommend if you're sitting there listening to this thinking, I really do want to sell but I'm not sure where to start. I can't ask anyone. What would be your first That tip? is such a hard question. Um, I, I have been, um, well, and how I bought the mm. studio I bought was actually, I was reached out to mm-hmm. by the actual owner. And even in more recent times, I've had studio owners just send me a personal message, mm. private message on Facebook to say, just want you to know that this is on the table if you know of anyone or mm. you're interested. So I guess you have to find your colleagues that you trust yeah and know that there's so for anyone ever reached out to me and said this I never ever breached their confidence no um and so yeah and I think though I do see um on Facebook pages yes that studio for sale at yes. gmail.com generic that's a good yeah. way to go about it too and I yeah and I feel that's probably the other people yeah um, I can't personally say because I haven't actually done it that way no and nowadays like I posted on behalf of a client a few months ago 
And that sort of how started the buying process for me, which was not the intention. Yeah. But nowadays, Facebook groups have those um, anonymous posting capabilities. Yeah. So you could, you know, set up an anonymous email address and then post anonymously and kind of start that process. Yeah, because even though reaching out to individual studios seems like a good idea and probably nine out of ten times it would be there would be some times where people would share that information or it would get out somehow do you know what i've just remembered (laughs) i actually started the process of buying another studio yeah and it was from a post and it was advertising it was an anonymous post but advertising in the area yeah and so we actually started the process Mm. and we got to the point of meeting and sharing financials Mm. Um, but it didn't end up going ahead and I actually can't even remember why. And I can't even remember where it felt, fits in, but there you go. That just came back to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. So that triggered me. And so, again, you know, because I'm always looking for something new mm. and challenging and it was at a point in my life where I was ready to try something mm-hmm. new. And so that anonymous post actually did trigger me to then yeah. reach out and contact them. Yeah. And then you sign a non-disclosure, yeah, you exactly. know, contract and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I guess so my last question to you would be then if someone is considering selling, what should be the first thing that they do? I think the first thing you need to do is really tidy up your systems yeah. and tidy up the way you run your business. Uh, it doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> it can be as simple as just getting all the information because a lot of times it's in our head of how we do things. We need to document that. So whether that's an operations manual or a Google Doc or even just a Word document, Mm. just start getting things out of your head. You need something tangible that you can hand over. Um, And I think you can't – well, you can sell a a messy business, but if you want the best price you can get, hand it over in the best situation so your families are all feel confident and, you know, going back to that, wanting them to have the best experience possible, you need to start inside – and then, and it also creates the better handover for you. Like I know, for example, like where the studio I bought off, they didn't have a lot of processes on the back end. So now I'm just having to send a lot of questions, yeah. which is probably annoying for the old. But like I have no other option. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. it's fine, and we don't mind doing it. But if I, um, some she had it all, I would have been able to like look and figure out like, oh, when do you normally send this and. How do you normally talk to that person and blah, 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 where yeah. at the moment it's just me sort of sending a lot of emails? Yeah, and that was something else that my husband did really well was he was very strategic with the dates of handover of each mm. section. And so it's like by this date we will have taught you how to update the back end of your mm. website. By this date we'll have introduced you to all of our costume suppliers. Mm-hmm. By this date. And so it was – it had to be done by that yeah. time. So we were very confident that we had trained the new yeah. owner. We had all given her all the contact details that she needed. Yeah. We obviously were there for support and mm-hmm. probably about the first maybe six months. Yeah. They, you know, were asking questions, which was fine. Mm. She grew up dancing with me. So, so they were yeah. familiar with her. Yeah. You know, and felt very confident. Um, comfortable to mm. reach out and ask yeah. us questions and stuff like that but they still had questions yeah um but yeah it was you have to do your best to not leave the door open mm. in, in any areas i guess mm. so yeah amazing i think mm. really practical advice and strategies for people who are considering starting that journey and then also for people who aren't um 
some things to think about like that you could prepare now just in case yeah. also when the time comes you don't have to put in a year's or a few months work of worth worth of work just to be able to sell absolutely and, as and it'll help you in the interim that's right and maybe down the track you have a baby and you need nope. to you know hand things over or goddamn babies second babies or yeah. third babies whatever you need to do exactly or travel Europe yeah that sounds, that sounds more beautiful. relaxing yeah but you know babies are good too <laughs> babies are good yes Okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, again, you can find either of our podcasts. I'm Claire from Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. I am Jen from Dance Studio Empire. Um, yeah, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, and online, Instagram. Instagram. Facebook. Yeah. Reach all, out. All the things. Mm. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.